Well, the Astros did not end the first half of the season the way you wanted it to, but they're still only two games out of first. Nao West clearly on the heels of the Rangers. It's going to be a week of rest. We're going to talk about that. In the Astros, who did they get with the 28th pick in the first round? I think you'll like this kid when you tell you a little bit about him. Let's talk about this and more on today's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we update you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. This is Dana Brown's first year as a GM and first draft, and he's swinging for defenses, and you can swing for defenses, too, on the sleeper picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the sleeper app, the sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to $100 match of your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and keep on subscribing. Go and give us big fat thumbs up and uh, become an everydayer. Somebody that listens to our podcast, well, every day, despite the Astros winning, losing, just make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check us out. So the they didn't end up, end out the, I guess the, first half of the season so to speak on good on good uh, notes but they still have a winning record uh those dane mariners have been the thorn in the astros side this year how bad is astros record versus them uh belak he didn't really deserve that loss today but unfortunately um that that happens it'd be like that sometimes and we got some good health reports today and some very encouraging health reports so we'll talk about that uh it well valdez uh pitch in the all-star game and who did the Astros draft? We just got word uh, right before we recorded this show. And the Astros needed have a much needed break for some of their arms, some of their starters, some of their bullpen. So this is what we're going to talk about on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Yeah, definitely. You know, Eric, this, this first half, and, you know, we're not going to do a summation of the first half. We may do that on the next show. But right now, currently speaking, you, it's kind of interesting you mentioned that the Mariners are being our are, are, are a thorn in our side, and maybe they're kind of the Oakland A's of old, but without the competitiveness. But this is what I'm wondering, okay? The Mariners have actually been playing better as of late, where the Rangers have the Rangers have been ticking downward, the Astros have been trending up, and the Mariners are rising up. Could it be that in the second half that the Astros and Mariners are the ones fighting for first place in the AL West? I, I just I think that the meteoric rise of the Rangers, although it's valid, it's staying power, I still doubt. But the Astros are going to have those teams. And look, the Mariners typically came into the series only averaging three runs a game. Well, they've managed to do that and score at least that many runs, if not more. 
and their pitchers, some of the guys that have had massive ERAs have come in here and they pitched really well. I mean, when your power surge is coming from Martin Maldonado, two solo home runs, back-to-back games, but you're not getting much else out of the rest of your lineup, it's tough. And you can say Alvarez is out. You can say Altuve is out. But the bottom line is the guys that are there on the field, it's their job to pick up the slack. And they just didn't do that. They they didn't – I don't know. I, I don't know if it was an energy thing. I know it's not that they didn't want to win. But it was just frustrating these these few games because they were winnable games. They weren't blowing out the Astros. They weren't. I mean, they went crazy in the fourth inning the other day. The fourth inning today was a little insane. So maybe we can skip inning four if we play the Mariners again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think that he is gonna I mean the Astros. Uh, they, there's always that team last year it was the Orioles. The Orioles seem to have the Astros yes. number. Yes. And so you're always going to have that team. That's not really good. The Mariners, they have the potential to be good, but for some reason they're, they're just playing the Astros really good this year. Uh, the Astros only have one win. That was the uh, Martin Maldonado aided win on uh, yeah. Saturday. And otherwise the, in the first, in the three games, the Astros lost in this series, they scored one run in each one of those games. Uh, and in fact, in the last, um, if you if you include Martin Maldonado's two solo home runs, I think in the past, what um, uh, they only scored two runs after they scored the two runs in the first inning um, on Saturday's game. So That's it's insane. It's just the Astros' offense can be um, hot. It could be cold. It could be yes, it could be no, just like <laughs> Katy Perry would say. And uh, it's that's why you need the Astros to have some good health reports, especially uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But you've got to definitely address some of this at the trade deadline. And yeah. you got to do it a creative way and try to keep somebody like Chaz McCormick. I know that's something that we've been talking about, but you're going to have to um, maybe trade somebody like that to upgrade somewhere else. But Corey Jolks has been having a great season and you, yes. can, you can kind of maybe afford to lose somebody like Chaz McCormick. So you don't have to give up too much of your future, but Dana Brown, his main focus right now is on the draft. And we're definitely going to be addressing that in second. The Astros did uh, make a draft uh, pick and it's a local guy. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, those of y'all who are l- watching the show later, you know who it is, but we're going to talk about that in the second segment. But uh, let's go and talk a little bit more about today's game because that's why everybody's here. And I'm looking at this pic- picture of Logan Gilbert pitching. Um, <laughs> and it's like the best expression. He's like, <laughs> like when you see pitchers actually throwing the ball and like their, their facial expressions are great, but Brandon Belak, he didn't pitch terrible today. No, not at all. Uh, that fourth inning, I believe it was where uh, you had Jeremy Pena with that terrible error. Then um, he also, then he hit Ty France and then it was just hit after hit after hit. And sometimes uh, I don't want to use that be like that uh, all the, too much, but sometimes when it uh, rains, it pours. And that's what happens uh, when you lead off with a, a bad error like that by Jeremy Pena. But, you know, even that, Eric, it was only three runs, right? It's not like it's not like the Mariners, like, just pounced on them and, you know, scored seven, eight, nine runs, put up double digits, and just put the game out of reach. Only four I mean, hits, yeah. I mean, even, even with Maldonado making it a one-to-three game, you still have inning seven, eight, and nine, where this team has all season long been one of the top five teams in scoring right. from inning seven through nine. So 
really, this is on the offense. This is not on the pitching. Montero came in. I don't know if you know this. His last seven and one-thirds innings, he hasn't given up a run. He's actually kind of started fixing things. He's looking good out there. Didn't have any walks, any hits. He had one strikeout. Um, Abreu came in and did his job. Matan came in and did his job. They only gave up two hits after the four that Belak surrendered. And so if there's if there's any silver lining in losses like this, you insert a healthy Altuve, you insert a healthy Alvarez, right? You bring in close to the trade deadline, maybe another bat. Look, Dana Brown is apparently, he's like, we need a reliever, we need a starter, and we need a left-handed bat. I'm like, uh, Dana, I don't know if you've checked your bank account, but you don't have much in the way of capital. Insufficient funds. Trade. You do might have insufficient funds, kind of like my bank account was in college, you know, but, you know, Look, at the end of the day, I, I do think that Dana Brown is the guy that can get something done. He made things happen with the Braves. But to stick on this game and to stay on task, look, Belak didn't pitch bad. And and I said at the beginning of the year that Belak was going to be one of these guys that's going to come in and play a significant role. And sometimes that significant role is highlighted by your offense not backing you up. And you did mention – Logan Gilbert, he's seven and five. Look, seven innings, six Ks. He only allowed the one home run, three hits. Look, Logan Gilbert's their best pitcher. Um, the Mariners starters looked really good. Whenever Munoz comes in or or Seawall, these guys, I'm like, oh, sweet, we're going to tee off in these guys. And nothing happened. But you've gotten a lot of production out of yeah. Jolts. You've gotten a lot of production out of some of their newer guys. One of the things I've noticed lately, Dubon's striking out more, okay? Dubon's been a guy that you've depended on all year. Bregman was 0 for 4 today. Tucker was 0 for 3. So their top three hitters had seven strikeouts alone compared to the rest of the team where they only had one. But I can tell you that right now that I want you all to learn about better help, okay? And so betterhelp.com is here to help you, Okay. If you need someone to talk to, you probably need to call BetterHelp.com. I can tell you from experience that this is an excellent service. It is an app-based counseling um, group that basically you pick the counselor, the professional counselor you want, and you can talk to them. They have a discount. And if during those sessions you want to change the person you're speaking to, you can do that. It's very easy and there's no charge. And so... Therapy is just something that some of us might need. It's convenient, it's flexible, and it's definitely by licensed professional therapist. Again, you can switch anytime at no cost. Um, let the therapy be your map with BetterHelp, okay? So visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. For a better you, go to BetterHelp.com today. And the Astros do play the Angels this week on Friday after the All-Star break at 8.38 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's right, 8.38. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. I apologize. I had the wrong ad pulled up, and I think I clicked on the wrong week for the calendar. So, Eric, you are right on cue. I was having to fumble through my oh, files. Nice. So, thankful the audio, they won't hear what I'm talking about in that long pause. 
it happens it happens sometimes so don't worry about it and uh, i know that dana brown is looking to really kind of hit a home run with the draft this year and he's he's saying that he's got to i mean he's was hired to basically rebuild this farm system and that's something that uh he's really expected to do but with all his time with the braves and his history as a scout this is something that uh he loves to do and so this is a big part of why he's here and he said I've got to nail this. This is something that I do got to do. Before we do talk about the draft a little bit, I do want to point out one thing about Montero. It wasn't just the two scoreless innings, but uh, Brandon Belak uh, did lo- not load the bases, but he um, hit a batter and then allowed another, I believe it was a single or something, or another runner to get on base. And so there's two runners on base, uh, no outs in the sixth inning. And so that then Montero came in with that situation and and then retired the side. And so I think a runner got to third base. And so for that, for that situation, that should be um, heralded. I think uh, he got a double play or something to really get the big out. A runner got to third base, then he retired him. So I think Montero is, uh, he hit a wall and now he's finding out how to uh, just deal with that now. And so I think we're seeing a whole different Montero. So Exactly. Um, well, you know, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because Montero has looks like he's turning a corner. Um, ever since you know, whenever Ryan Presley had his last you know blown save, he has locked it down. He's what nine for his last nine. I mean, look, dude, this this guy is nails, and I think what we need more than anything going in the second half, especially when we're still waiting on the healthy players to come back, is for guys like the bullpen and the role players to make sure they step up because until this offense starts producing consistently, it's ultra dependent on the back end. You know, um, you give a two spot or a three spot to someone that has an Otani or someone who has at least one or two powerful hitters in the lineup. And it doesn't take much. It takes a spark to get a fire started. So that's a, that's an excellent pickup there on Montero because that situation right there is a situation where like people would be like, Oh, why did we put Montero in? Right. Like, I guess we just gave up on the game, but good for him for your mentality to last through the season to maybe he never returns to what he was like nails and ice in his veins last year. But if he can even become 60 to 70% of that, that will be good enough for me. And going to the playoffs, it's all about getting hot, Eric, going to the postseason, right? right? And I and I think that's what we have to focus on here is not the negative looking forward. So it's a great way for him to end the first half of the season going into a week of rest. All right, so Dana Brown said it's all about nailing the draft. The draft is the future of the organization. At the end of the day, you have to take good players. There's no excuses. I'll be the hardest one of myself in terms of the draft. I'll judge myself so no one else will have to judge me. I'll make sure I'm judging myself to get the best player every time we pick, and I'll hold that standard with Chris Gross as well. We just have to nail the draft. No, There's no excuse. And so uh, he said that uh, him and Gross have discussed uh, 700 players, he made he, Brown himself made 18 scouting trips to see wow. uh, more than 20 players in, uh, in person and said earlier this week that he he pretty much identified the player he wanted in the first round. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it's the guy that they just drafted, because um, he, I think that Brown probably said, oh, this is the guy I wanted. And so um, we know that the Astros need some hitting. Um, especially in the upper level. So um, you know that they weren't going to go with a high school hitter at, 
at, at with, with the first pick at least. And so you know that they're going to go with a college prospect and that's what they did. And they went with uh, somebody that's not really like, if you look at MLB pipelines uh, list, he's number 57th uh, of all the top uh, prospects. So if you're looking at that, uh, that's a, a, a kind of a reach, but if you're watching the, if you watch the uh, thing earlier, uh, with the locked on uh, prospects uh, draft, uh, they said that um, I think who was it? Um, so, so Jeff Carr had Jeff, him ranked twenty first. No, not um, Jeff Carr. What Jeff Ellis? I think his name is. Oh, Jeff. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeff Carr was locked on Reds. Jeff yes. Ellis was locked on Guardians. Sorry, Jeff. My apologies. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Ellis had him ranked twenty first, and this is basically what he said: He's a plus defender. Wait, I haven't um, said his name by the way yet. Okay, well, well, he was this kid was a plus defender at the time. He was the second best player available. Um, Lindsey Crosby, who's locked on a movie prospect, said although he has a lot of swing and miss going on, his ceiling is is really high. And this is what they said, Eric. You can give his name after this. They said the swing and miss can be fixed. And imagine a more athletic, more powerful Jeremy Pena who can play anywhere on the diamond, anywhere on the infield. Wow. I mean, so tell everybody who it is. All right. So it's it's Bryce Mas- Matthews from Nebraska. He's listed as a shortstop. He's 21 years old, uh, junior. He's um, throws right-handed, bat right-handed. Uh, he's six foot tall. He weighs 190. So uh, he's got a pretty good running tool. He's rated a 60, but the rest of it is around a 50. But if you're looking at what he's done um, at the bat, uh, last year, during his junior year, he was he batted 359, 41, with uh, 723, with 20 home runs, uh, 11 du- doubles, and 20 stolen bases in 54 games. And he went to Atascacita High School in Humble as well. Yeah. And so he's a local guy. So this is somebody that is uh, coming home. I'm sure he grew up uh, watching the Houston Astros and uh, he could probably play second base. He could probably play shortstop. You could probably easily convert him to third base if you need to. So this is somebody that the Astros probably needed to. So, yeah, you know, exactly. And also look on his resume, he was a Texas all-state quarterback through 54 touchdowns his senior year in high school. They say he covers great ground of shortstop. And let me just tell you his hit, is his hit and his arm and his fielding are rated at a 50, which 50 is major league level, right? His power is 55. His run is 60. So any, anything, if someone has two grades over 50, that's a legit major league baseball prospect. And so whether he is the replacement for Pena, whether he is the replacement for an Altuve, whether he was a replacement for a Bregman or even at first base at some point, this kid definitely fits the bill. Now he is 21. So he is a kid that will be here sooner rather than later. When you get these second and third year guys out of college, they have a, they have a much quicker track that they can ride up to the major league level. But I, I love, I love this kid's makeup and the stats that, that you mentioned were from the Northwoods wood bat league. And why that's important is because this is these athletes first exposure to hitting with the wooden bat going from the aluminum bat to the wood bat. And when a player can translate and even hit for an higher average with the wooden bat, which is kind of foreign to them for the most part, that's a really good sign. His upside and his potential and his ceiling, I think is through the roof. 
So Dana Brown likely got a diamond in the rough. Some people say maybe he should have been lower, but some people had him higher. So it all depends on really who you talk to here. Yeah, so um, I think his freshman year, he w- he played second base. Then during his sophomore year, he made the transition from second base to shortstop. He struggled that year, um, batting 266. Uh, and uh, but uh, overall, uh, you see a guy that could probably hit 20 to 30 home runs in the big mm. leagues and probably steal you like 30 bases or so. So this is a guy that uh, you could project to be uh, somebody maybe with a little bit more projectability than maybe Jeremy Pena. But um, uh, we'll, we'll see this guy probably has two years in the minor leagues just to kind of get the feel of things. And um, who knows, he could be that sleeper that you, you say to maybe come up uh, pretty soon. So this episode is brought to you by sleeper. Yeah. Sleeper.com. Let me tell you about sleeper. You can get $100 match on your first deposit on your mobile app. You go to sleeper.com slash locked on MLB. You use that promo code and you can get that $100 back. You can win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball. Sleepers now offering you to pay out that, that amount. And let me tell you, you can make one pick or you can make up to eight picks in a contest. You can go with strikeouts, hits, home runs, stolen bases. Look, Brandon Belak was at four and a half strikeouts. You could go over and under on him. And then you could take the other pitcher, Logan Gilbert, four and a half strikeouts over under, and you make these multiple picks in the game. And depending on the probability, if the probability is least likely for it to happen, then you can earn even more money than that. So look, I'm just telling you right now, you don't want to sleep on this. Sleeper is a really, really great um, app to use. Swing for the fences with them. Use the promo code locked on and sleeper will match your first $100 deposit. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up and get that instant deposit. Um, when you play ball with sleeper and using that code locked on, you won't want to go anywhere else with dynamic payouts. That also comes more stat categories to place contest on. You can get higher payouts than any other apps with less picks built in group chat functionality where you can see and copy your group's picks with the tap of a button. Entries can be made within 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. And during the game, you can make the picks. So go to sleeper.com, use the promo code locked on to get that hundred dollar deposit match. Check them out today. And don't forget Hooters is a place that makes you happy. Look, we had a live event um, at Pearland Hooters this weekend. It was phenomenal. And if you want a place to have good brew, great wings, whatever makes you happy, go to Hooters today. And let me tell you, Hooters and Webster is having a ditch day bus trip August 24th. Go sign up. Ask Rosie. It's the Red Sox game down in section 133. They open an hour early. You load the bus. You eat before you go. You eat on the way back. You also get to go to the game with the world famous Hooters girls. Who doesn't want to do that? Also, and it ain't no thing but a chicken wing tailgate August 5th. Their parking lot events are always a blast. Stop by Hooters, NASA, and talk to Rosie and get your cook team registered for spots. They are still available. Just know that Monday through Friday, they have happy hour 2 to 7 p.m., 10 to p.m. to close. And then join us, join them for $3 Blue Moon drafts for $9.99 Michelob Ultra pitchers. No matter the occasion, Hooters is ready to make you happy. 
All right. So guys, I know uh, we got the all-star break um, and then we're going to be playing the angels, the Mike Troutless angels. So uh, that's be a little bit. And who knows if Shoei Itani would be even ready to pitch in that series because he's dealing with the blister. So, but you can catch every pitch of the Astros games on SiriusXM. Just go and download the SXM app and search Astros and you can catch that when you can't watch it. You can always hear it on the radio. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the Astros getting a break overall, uh, but I'm excited for them to restock the farm system. And yeah. I, I know that this is that there's a picture going around Twitter about like the Rockies. They had their, their front office. They had like three people in the, the war room. And uh, so that's all they had uh, for their draft. But it's good to see the Astros kind of uh, restocking with uh, with scouts again and trying to I mean, they're probably still using the analytics and going. Into oh, yeah, that, but they haven't they haven't gone away from that. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, Eric, I mean, and I'm just I just kind of pause you right there because there are literally people there are people who think they literally don't even use athletic athletics analytics that couldn't be further from the truth. Jeff Bagwell didn't come in and flip the script. Okay. I don't think Jeff Bagwell had as much power and say as people think he did. I'm just not convinced of that. I'm not convinced that a billion dollar owner just hands the keys to the Corvette like that. I'm sure he had influence and I know he got a lot of shade for Abreu, but that talk about Bagwell sure has gone silent since Abreu's heated up. And you know what? Who I think needs a needs a good week rest is probably a Brayu. He's heating up. He needs his energy for this second half. Right. Um, so this is what um, uh, what uh, Bryce Matthews said to uh, a reporter a few weeks ago. He said it would be great to be close to home and have my friends and family come and watch me for sure. So, yeah, this is about coming home and possibly playing with the Houston Astros. Oh, cool. And so this is awesome. Uh, this He was actually in the Chronicle, featured in Chronicle uh, last week. This was on July 4th. So um, who, knew, who knew that this was going to happen? Like you could have read about him and it was like, oh, a local guy. Maybe the Astros would draft him. But uh, this, this is awesome. This is a, a kid that is um, somebody that's, probably grew up watching the Houston Astros and now he's oh, yeah. possibly going to come up and yeah. uh, be a, uh, a, a starter for the Astros someday. Look, when I was growing up at Tascacita high school, wasn't even a high school. It was just humble. You either went to humble or Kingwood. Now you got Kingwood. You got, you got, I don't know what other, there's like two or three different Kingwood schools. There's, there's two or three different humble schools. There's HCYA out there. So look, that area has exploded population wise. And I know back then, they were producing football players and baseball players. And so it's great to see a kid come from the local area. Look, we got Corey Jolks, right? We got Corey Jolks. How cool would it be if Jolks stayed around, okay? Right. And he was still here whenever he came up to have two kids from Houston grow up in their backyard watching the Astros. He probably cheered for them in the 2017 World Series. He probably has been to Minute Maid Park several times over. And so – I, I love these local stories. Um, I like how it lands because there were two other guys that I really thought they were going to take. Um, Samuel, Samuel Stafura was, was the kid that I was that I heard that they were actually targeting, and um, they did not take him. It was him and Walker Martin. They were both prep shortstops 
but they were rumored to be interested in those kids. So I, I'm glad they took the junior. I love his tools, just looking at his profile tonight and hearing about him. Um, I think the Astros made a made a really good pick. But look, it's a crapshoot, right? You can have the number one overall pick. You can have the last pick in the draft or somewhere in between. Mike Piazza was like a 31st round pick, okay? Um, Oral Hershiser didn't even pitch until his junior year in college. So there's just so many storylines that can be told, and we won't yet know even what Drew Gilbert is as a major leaguer, but you hope that the Astros swing and hit home runs more than swing and miss. Right. And so uh, let's go and get to some of the health updates. And now that we're done with um, Bryce Matthews, uh, but welcome Houston, Bryce Matthews. But uh, some somebody that we could be welcoming back to the Astros fairly soon is Jordan Alvarez. Uh, he did take some swings and batting cages today, and he did face Urquidy in a simulated game where he didn't uh, he didn't really actually take any swings. Jose Altuve did as well, but uh, it's just going out there just kind of uh, just being able to track the ball and just giving Jose or Kitty somebody to uh, just throw throw the ball to. And I think Greg Kessinger was also somebody that participated in that. And Altuve also took some ground balls at second base in between that. So he's uh, making some progress out there, and uh, they're expecting him to – uh, play, be back sometime after the all-star break. So I think uh, what he's, this is what Dustin Baker says. I don't know. It depends on Jordan and his body. Uh, we got to kind of take it slowly, uh, a bit slower than he wants to. We can't lose him again. It's been hard without him. So I'll talk to the trainer about when, if he can do uh, start a rehab by the end of the week, he is going to Seattle. He is going to participate in like the festivities, but he's not going to obviously play because he's on IL. Um, but right. Yeah. No, Jordan, um, just, just swing the bat a little bit. Look, and here is the issue with oblique strains. Look, I mean, Altuve is on his second oblique strain this year. It's not as severe, but that's what Dana's talking about. Eric, when you mentioned this quote there, like, like he may feel good, but we need to make sure that he's good because you can't rush these things. You just, you just simply can't because an oblique can come back kind of like a hamstring. Just these soft tissue injuries. They can, they can really be something that's nagging. So um, yeah. So, but it'll be good because I think after the all-star break, you get him back and then um, we'll see what happens from there. Right. So I'm trying to put this quote up Um let me just put faster real quick, but uh, definitely this is what Dana Brown said on a radio show. He said that Brown said Jose Kitty and Jose, Al- I mean, Jordan Alvarez will for sure be on a rehab assignment shortly after all-star break. And he said, Jose Altuve is about a week behind them, but healing faster than they anticipated. So, um, so that means that likely you'll see Alvarez back maybe before Altuve, but they want to make sure Altuve is healthy. He's only played what 32 games this year. He's missed 40 something games this year. So yeah, you know, and, you know, and him and Altuve have only played 14 games together. Yeah. Which I heard that. And I was like, man, that doesn't sound right. It's right. That's like this year has been as tumultuous as I kind of warned everybody. It just, it's, I think it's been that way. Yeah. And also with the, in the year of the Astros injuries, uh, you have uh, from Valdez who dealt with the, the mild ankle strain and uh, sprain. So what they did was they skipped a start. And then um, 
uh, then you had Dusty Baker have to make the decision. Okay, yeah. am I going to start my ace in the All-Star game in something that doesn't really matter? Or am I going to have him healthy? And um, then Frommer Valdez the other day said, basically, if I'm not the starter, I don't want to pitch in the game. And ah, so okay. he's basically just throwing it down saying, look, I deserve to be the, the freaking starter. If I'm not the starter, if I'm not first, I'm last, and I don't want to even play in a game. No, <laughs> that's not what he said. He's not Ricky Bobby in it. But, um, well, well but, well, but I like how Dusty says, look, it's an exhibition. Like right. if he pitched – even if he pitched like even three innings, two innings, no, it'd be just to start out. three days after that, right? right? He goes, so yeah, we're not going to do that. And I love this shirt he was wearing. <laughs> I, I told you, I pictured Dusty coming to the ballpark with the Hawaiian shirt and uh, like a coconut with a pina colada. I just, and then when he wore that shirt, I said, see, I told y'all he relaxed when he was off the field. So look, I hope that Dusty and the Astros that are there um, enjoy themselves this week. It's, it, it, I think it's going to be fun. But what other – do we have an update on Michael Brantley? Or Because I know they shut him down. Have they talked about starting him back up after the All-Star break? Haven't heard anything okay. about him. So, uh, But this is the exact quote on Farmer Valdez. We can't risk um, – oh, I lost it. Where did it go? Uh, we can't risk uh, – yeah, here it is. We can't risk Frommer on two or three days rest for an exhibition game. I know it's important, but our season is far more important than an all-star game. I mean, it's an honor to st- maybe start, really, to maybe start. It's an honor. But he's pitching on the route he's in. He'll have three or four more op- opportunities to start in the future. So now we just got to take care of Frommer. So basically, he's going to be an all-star game in the future, so – why try to push it right now? He's just, we skipped him. Uh, he just pitched on what Saturday. You don't want him pitching a short rest. Let's just go ahead and uh, slow the wheels there. Yeah. Um, again, I think it's a great move. The team's always going to make the team's interest in this decision. And any team would do this, right? Yeah. Any major league team, whether you're in first place or you're in last, um, he's your asset. He's not the league's asset. And, that's really what Major League Baseball wants because, look, the Astros are on the heels of the Rangers, Eric. Two games out. All the problems. Could have been one. Against, well, it, it could have been one. Yeah. But this is like an offense that has a, 156 runs more than their opponent on this on the year, and they only have a two-game lead with an unhealthy Houston Astros team. So Rangers, objects in mirror may be closer than they appear. I promise you we're coming for the AL West title. We were just letting you borrow first place, keep the seat warm, because we are here, and we're going to go into the second half rested, ready to go. Stick with us all week. Even though there's no games, we still got shows. Eric and I will break down the draft, we'll talk about a wrap of the first half. And, you know, Eric, I'm excited about half number two. I'm excited about a playoff push. What about you? Yeah, I'm excited about that too. And uh, eventually we will pass the Rangers. And that's all we got for this edition of Lockdown Astros Podcast. We, uh, we may do something a little bit later once we hear about the 61st pick. But I like the first pick. I'm excited about this. And I know Brett is too. So that's all we got. My name is Eric Eisman. You can find me at Eric Talks Rose. You can find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find the show at Lockdown Astros uh, make sure you make us your first listen. Become everydayer and subscribe to us on YouTube and go strokes. 
What about those Maldonado home runs? Kind of love that. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>